Take your Bibles this morning, turn to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, thank you again for uh, being here. It's wonderful to have a church full of uh, wonderful moms, and uh, I praise the Lord for each and every one of you, and um, this is a special day for you. Um, Matter of fact, moms deserve uh, 365 uh, days of attention and honor and respect. Uh, but um, Exodus chapter 20, and by the way, let me say this to our young people. God's Word has not changed. Uh, the, the, the Scripture, the verse that I'm going to read is, uh, is, is for today also. No matter what the world says, no matter what the crazy people say, I'm going to read uh, Exodus 20 verse 12, but this is still true for each of us today. The Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother. Let's all say that together, by the way. Uh, One, two, three. One, two, three. Honor thy father and thy mother. No options there. No little, whoa, I can get around it. No, 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 no. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. I'm very thankful that we can gather here this morning and give honor to our mothers. Um, Most of the time I say this, we uh, on this day we have uh, mixed emotions. Uh, For some, including myself, and I've already uh, said to Denise, uh, Happy Mother's Day from heaven, uh, our moms are not here. Our moms are with the Lord Jesus today. Um, and for some, as a mom, you have a, a child in heaven. And from heaven, may I say, Happy Mother's Day. I think that'd be okay to say that today. And then for some, this is your very first Mother's Day. Congratulations. Uh, I, I, I rejoice. I woke up this morning, I told you early. Then I was thinking about uh, different things in my mind, and I rejoiced with Derek and Stephanie. I said, God, you answered uh, uh, to the world an impossible prayer. I mean, not only answered a prayer, but doubled the answer of a prayer. And I rejoice. I rejoice with them also today. And MJ, uh, man, y'all, y'all, have some, y'all have some beautiful children. Let me just say that. Beautiful, beautiful children. Um, and I'm sure they're perfect, along with being beautiful. Um, and then, praise the Lord, for some, you, you still have your moms uh, on this earth with you. And I know, and I'm not saying, I guess Brother Todd could testify that his mom was perfect, is perfect. Mike, I appreciate what you said. My mom wasn't perfect. Now, to me, <laughs> she was perfect. <laughs> uh, but no, moms aren't perfect. Moms make mistakes, and... But boy, aren't moms good, amen? And I love Brother Mary back there during Sunday school. Mike asked for testimonies about uh, moms. Uh, what's special about your mom and Mary and I, without any thinking? He said, I'm glad my mom didn't tell my dad everything that I did. Because <laughs> he would have killed me. <laughs> I love that. Years ago when we, uh, it's the first or second year of the uh, Christian Academy when we all had a handful of students and we wouldn't have to meet in the auditorium, we'd meet uh, in a different room. I asked the kids in chapel one day, I said, uh, 
Why is your mom so special? What, what's so special about your mom? Got different answers. One said, uh, because she tucks me in at night. Amen, I like that. And then one said, because she helps me when I'm sick. One said, because she prays with me all the time. And uh, then I can say this about my mom, because she cooks my food. Amen. I like that. And then I love the last one, because she tells me about God. Boy, Mom, I hope you're doing that today. Don't ever quit telling your children about God. Moms, I will say this, today our efforts would be so feeble to give you uh, the honor, the praise, the, the, the uh, attention, the respect that you, that you deserve that's due unto you. We, we could never do that. You're more wonderful than you will ever know. From carrying that little one inside you to giving birth and then all the time I watched my own wife to my three boys, her unselfish love her entire life and always putting yourself last and others first. But I'll say this today, America is in desperate need of godly moms today. But Lloyd, I was sitting up here on the platform. I had the privilege to meet your mom before she went to heaven. And I love going out and visiting her. And uh, it's just a, a blessing of uh, just a godly mom. We need godly moms. Um, the world would laugh at this. A lot of folks in Washington would laugh at this, but you know, I said a while ago, God's Word does not change. I want to I read this, but I want you to look at it. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 31 for a moment. You realize God's pattern for a mom and for a wife has not changed down through the years? Now, the methods may have changed, but um, God's plan for moms are still the same. Just old-fashioned. We need some old-fashioned moms in this land. I'm not going to read the entire Proverbs 31. I'm going to select some verses, but I, I want to read the question in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. There's no way we could put a price, a value upon moms today. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's, it's just, we could not do that. The Bible goes on to say in verse 26, she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Verse 30, listen to this, moms. Sometimes we... As moms and dads, we set our priorities in the wrong places. This, this sets them in the right place. Favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. So an old-fashioned mother, uh, Mary Wade, wrote this many years ago. I kept a copy of it, and that's what it's entitled, God's Old-Fashioned Mother. People can laugh all they want, but I'm glad my mom was an old-fashioned mother, amen? And she didn't have to have a special paddle to beat me with. Uh, a switch would do off the local bush. Uh, a belt, didn't matter. She was just old-fashioned, amen? The old-fashioned mother was patterned by God. She was fashioned by standards above. 
She found all the freedom her soul could attain by yielding her will to God's love. She didn't complain that her life was a drudge. Liberation was not her heart's plea. But humble, submissive obedience, she knew that her soul was set free. Her wisdom she found came only from God. He directed her path day by day. Her knowledge and deep understanding came as she trustingly followed His way. Be keepers at home to the young, He hath said. Teach your children the precepts I've given. Love your husbands and see that you reverence them too. Then your home will be so much like heaven. God first in all things, then the husband and child. That's the plan that God made and no other. Just try it and see, then someday you'll be God's wonderful, old-fashioned mother. And ladies, I'm just going to tell you, we need, we need you today to be, still be old-fashioned, amen? Just be old-fashioned, love your family, and put God first. I'm just going to share two things with you this morning concerning mothers. Number one, the influence of mothers. And I shared this story. I went back, I, I tried to go back and see how long ago I've shared illustrations or stories. And this, this was 9, 10, 11, many years ago I shared this story. And I love it. It's a great story. Some of you may remember, or you could be like me, and you have no idea when I shared this. The story of a young uh, bride, and her neighbor was with her one day, and this young, young bride, young lady, was uh, going to uh, prepare to cook a ham. So she had it, and she cut the end of the ham off, and the neighbor said, I need to ask you, why are you doing that? Why are you cutting the end off that ham? She said, because my mother did. And uh, she went, the neighbor went to the mom, to the lady's mother, and said, why, why did you teach her to cut the end of the ham off? Because my mother did. Well, her mother was still living down the road, old lady. And the neighbor went to the old, old lady and said, I need to ask you, why did you teach your daughter, who's teaching her daughter, why did you cut the end of the ham off before you cooked it? And she said, it was because my pan was not big enough. <laughs> and uh, the influence, the influence of a mother. Um, and I'll say this, moms, and I can say this to dads too, but moms, you're either influencing your children to follow Christ or you're influencing them to follow the world. And I'm going to stop and say this, God did not call us to influence our children to follow the world. Just the opposite. He, he, he has reared up moms and dads to, to teach our children to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you know this, but years and years and years ago, a mom by the name of Susanna Wesley, now I can't imagine this, I don't even want to think about this, her and her husband had 19 children. 19 children. Now you're talking about, I've, I've shared this before, I, I think about things when I, I come up to a number, but remember years ago, and, and it took place in their family along with a lot of our own families. My dad told me stories about this, and of course Jimmy and some of you that are up in years. But I'm thankful that we have different methods today to take a bath. Uh I'm thankful, think about this, back then they had a wash tub, and 
usually it started with mom and dad, and they got the first bath, then it went on down to the oldest to the youngest. Can you imagine that water, how dirty it was when the 19th kid got in it? Well, they may as well not have had a bath, amen? They got dirtier when they got out of that washtub than when they got in. Anyway, that was just on my heart. I thought I'd share that with you. But anyway, Susanna Wesley took time each and every day of her life, spent time with each child, reading to them, teaching them the things of the Lord, praying with them and for them. That's the kind of mom she was. Listen to the results of two of their sons, John and Charles. One started the Methodist Church, and in the 1700s, thousands upon thousands of people came to know Christ as their Savior. It started with the prayer of a godly mom. One wrote over 5,000 hymns, some that we still enjoy today. The influence of a godly mom. I love all the famous people, the, what we, Ronald Reagan talked about the influence of his mom. George Washington talked about the influence. Uh, William McKinley talked about the influence of his godly mom. This is what Abe Lincoln said. And, and by the way, Abe, Abraham Lincoln's mom died when he was nine years old. But he said this, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Moms, I'd just like to ask you a question. What kind of influence are you having in the hearts and the lives of your little children? Not only the influence of mothers, but the importance of mothers. How important are moms? And Anthony, when he was here a while ago, he said something about when Christ was on the cross and he was given his life, he was about ready to suffer uh, the penalty of our sin. Uh, paying for what we owed. And he looked at John and he said these words, Behold your mother. What, what he was meaning, Brother David, he said, Hey, John, I want you to take care of my mom. I'm not going to be here. Please take care of my mom. Let me ask you this. If Jesus knew the importance of motherhood, how much more should we? And I'm asking young people today, if Jesus loved his mom that much don't you think you should? Don't you think you should respect and honor your mom also? And moms, I will challenge you. Your children are crying out for your love, your attention, and your approval. Children don't care. Listen, you're, I'm going to shock you. Children don't care about the size of your house. Children don't care about the style of your clothes. Children don't care one bit about if you drive a $5,000 car or a $100,000 car. So what do children care about? And Debbie, my sister's here. Debbie, I thought about this. Gave it deep thought. I'm not going to say anything bad about you, Okay. <laughs> You know why? You know why we had the greatest mom, we would say that, we had the greatest mom ever lived. You know why I can say that today? Because I had her. I had her. Debbie, we had mom. Our house didn't have mom. Her car didn't have her because she didn't own a car. She couldn't drive. 
Her friends didn't have her. We had her. Her money. She didn't have any money. She didn't work until up in years. <laughs> but her money didn't have her. We had her years ago. Emily, uh, I think your uh, son Bentley, I think he was three years old when I asked this question one day. I was with him. I said, Bentley, Mother's Day was coming up. I said, Bentley, tell me why you love your mom so much. What's so special about your mom? These were his words. Because she's my mom. That's all we need to know. My mom. I had my mom. I'm going to ask you, do your, do your children have you or does something else have you? Nothing else will matter. I, I'm sorry to say this. I, we, we, we lived in a very simple house. We didn't need anything bigger. One TV, you had to get up to change the, one of the two channels. Very simple, very simple life. Nothing fancy, nothing fancy. We didn't need anything fancy. So I'm saying there's nothing wrong with what you have today, but don't you put a career ahead of your children. Stephanie, I'm going to brag on you for a moment. Stephanie Parsons, um, I was with her the other day. I was getting something out uh, Childress, Larry's, uh, the garden center, and she was out there getting something. And... Um, Anyway, she made this statement. I don't even know if she uh, thought about what she said to me. She said, Brother Shake, she said, God's been good to me, giving me two wonderful children. I don't know if he, she bragged on her husband or not, but she bragged on her two children. She said, but do you know what? I wasn't planning on having children. She said, I had a dream. My dream was to be a corporate executive. May I say this? You did not fail. You succeeded. Now, I don't know, Josh, where's, uh, where's Ashley? She's here somewhere, I always lose. I want you to stand just for a moment. Just, just stand to your feet just for a moment. No amount of money, no amount of money is worth these two souls right here. And um, I commend you. Thank you, uh, Ashley and Josh. Y'all may have a seat. I want to say you have succeeded as a mom. They're in church today. They're being reared for God's glory. I don't care if you would have made $50 million a year. Compared to this, you would have been a failure. That's what I'm saying to all moms today. It's not your career that's more important. It's not your house that's not more important. It's not you that's more important. Your children. God has given you children to train up for His glory, for His honor. And so... Ask you again, do your children, do your children have you? I'm going to conclude with this illustration. Some of you remember this little boy. I'm not going to say his name, but if I did, some of you would remember because you had a part in his life. Years ago when I came here, I had, uh, we had a church van. I went out getting children to come to church just in different areas and most time. I, I was drawn to those that uh, didn't have much, and so I would go knock on the door or find them in a, a little place where nothing much was happening, and I'd invite them to church, ask their parents or mom or dad or whoever they were living with if they could come to church. And one in particular, we, we had this little boy come to church, and many of us would take him to our homes, feed him, we would take him buy clothes, we would... We just fell in love with this young boy. Many of our men 
they, they just became like a dad to this little boy. And I'll never forget this in 2007. I wrote this down years ago. In 2007, this little boy looked at me one day before Mother's Day, and he said, I wish my mom would come to church with me on Mother's Day. That was, that was his only wish. That was his only want. That was his only desire is for, I wish my mom would come to church with me on Mother's Day. And she didn't. Eventually, this young boy quit coming to church. Eventually, this young boy got in trouble with the law and stayed in trouble with the law. And I, I've always wondered, I've always wondered, what if just that one Sunday, that one Mother's Day, that mom had put herself aside and everything about her aside and said to her son, I'm going to church with you today. Could have made a world of difference in both their lives, amen? So what I'm saying to each of you moms today, you, uh, you have tremendous influence upon your children. Which direction are you taking them? I mean, man, it's great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I know we are uh, in a world of busyness. I wish I had time for church. Let me say this. If you don't have time for church in your family, you're too busy. I'm just going to tell you right off. I'm old. I can say it now. I'm an old man. Get mad at me if you want. If this is more important than church, then you get rid of this. It's easy enough. That's it. God never intended for something to be more important than Him. Amen? Man, I'm, I'm saying at least on Sunday morning, Show your children where, hey, as for me and my house, we're going to be in church. Brother James, you think anybody's ever regretted for being in church too much? You're a wise man. Amen? No. Nobody's ever regretted being in church too much. But every person, every person, give, them a, give your children a chance to learn about God, to, to hear about God. To, man, Mike, hear good singing. Amen? Give them a chance. I'm going to finish with this, and it's only 12.01. Then you can go eat wherever you want to. A poem entitled, The One Who Follows Me. A careful mother I ought to be. A little one is following me. I do not dare to go astray, for fear she'll go the selfsame way. I cannot once escape her eyes. Whatever she sees me do, she tries. Like me, she says she's going to be that little one who follows me. She thinks that I am good and fine, believes in every word of mine. The base in me she must not see, that little one who follows me. I must remember as I go through summer's sun and winter snow, I am building for the years to be that little one who follows me. Moms, be careful of the direction you're going in life. Point your children to Christ. Let them know that you are a child of God. If you're not a child of God, be saved today. I mean, what, what, what greater joy than to know <laughs> I'm going to heaven and my children are going with me, amen? That's what will matter at the end. And I trust that you all, all of us know Christ. As our Savior, if you're not saved, be saved today.
And then young people, I'll say it again, honor, honor your mom today. Honor your mom every day. God does not give you and I an option. I can say to my life, <laughs> Debbie, you know it as well as I, <laughs> we, we cannot look at our mom as she's in heaven and say, Mom, we did it. We made a million dollars on earth. I know you're happy with us. We can't say that, can we? Mom doesn't care if we made a million dollars or not. Here's what I can say to my mom today. Mom, I love you. I tried to honor you and our dad. And uh, I know I failed over and over, but I tried to do the will of God while I lived my life on earth. And that's what we should all strive to do. First of all, be saved, and then serve God, follow Him until we go to heaven. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes.